0: I'm Jamie Dumont. I'm Rob Russo. And this is The The Fabulous Fabulous Invalid. Hi, Rob. Hi, Jamie. Well, the ladies are away today. They are off doing their various shows. Mm -hmm. Good for them. Um, Which, as we established... At the very beginning, sometimes it would just be the two of us. Yeah, just the two of us. We've yet to have one where it's just... Just one. <laughs> like me or you talking into a microphone, right. which I don't know if I would download Monologue. that show. Yeah. Probably I might, not. I might Probably delete not. that. Yeah, that wouldn't be a good um, idea. So we won't do that to you no, people. No. You people, that sounded terrible. We're going to cut that. <laughs> we won't do that to anyone. <laughs> to you people. <laughs> wow. Um, Our beloved audience. Hi, I'm Jamie Dumont, and I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> So what's going on? Um, well, uh, I just got back from a week in London. You are always getting back from a week in it London. It kind of feels that way lately. Yeah, I know. Well, this one was sort of a lark of a trip. Uh, I, I was actually, I say week, it was really, I, was, I was on the ground for four days and I saw seven shows, uh, which killer. was so much fun. Yeah, I was the best fun. You realize there's a small sect of the population in the world that yeah. finds that fun. Yeah. Hopefully they all no. listen. To <laughs> yes. us. <laughs> For sure. And can appreciate yeah. that. It's a very niche uh, uh, disability that I have or oh, compulsion. No, no, no. Or I get it. it you, you land in London and you suddenly realize there's a Thursday matinee. Right. Well that's Boy, what it there's was. A Monday. It was or su- I guess it's Sunday is the nights they don't play. Yeah. There's a Sunday show and it's not phantom. Yeah, I know, I know. And you're yeah. so excited. Yeah, well, I, I built the trip around um, All About Eve, which is the uh, new Eva Van Hove production. Um, and that was a Thursday matinee. So as soon as I had that locked, it was like, oh well, now I've got to you know fill every other time slot around it. So you're in London, you're seeing all about Eve. I saw all about Eve. Yeah, it was terrific. Um, you know, the show didn't get particularly positive reviews over there, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. If you know any, if you know Eva Van Hove, he's a very he's an auteur. He's a director who has a very very specific language, um, the way that he works, very visual. Very visceral. Uh, he always incorporates like live um, uh, film work into his productions and. Fluids, as Jamie always jokes about. It always ends in a puddle of milk. Right. This one every show end in a puddle of milk, but... <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> there if There were did. less fluids involved in this in this production. Oh, that's good. Really yeah. quickly, other things I saw. I went back to see Company because I had to. Oh, my God. Uh, so terrific. Uh, I saw Follies at the National Theater, which uh, is also in Revival. Tracy Bennett. Uh, Tracy Bennett, guest of the show. How was it finally show? seeing Tracy on the stage? Oh, my gosh. In that show. She was so fantastic. The whole right. show is just... Absolutely stunning. Black sable one day, next day it goes into hock, but I'm here. Top billing Monday, Tuesday you're touring in stock, but I'm here. First you're another slow-eyed vamp, then some. Through my memoirs, and I'm here. I mean, it's hard to imagine a production that could be as environmentally successful as, as it is at the National because it's in the the Olivier Theatre, which is a huge, huge theatre, very, very deep, very, very wide, no proscenium, and it gives you the end of real thrust stage. So it gives you an opportunity to really do something on an epic, massive scale that you. Cannot do on Broadway. I mean, the, except for the Vivian Belmont Theater, there's no other theater that can house this production. Um, and it's just stunning. It's a masterpiece. It is a masterpiece. A masterpiece. And, and on, on the flight over, I read Ted Chapin's excellent book, Everything Was Possible, which is his memoir. Which I'm holding right Which here. Jamie's holding in his hand. Um, just bought a copy of it at the Strand bookstore about an hour and a half ago. There you go. <laughs> and the lady was like, oh, this just came in. Oh. How funny is that? Hmm, weird. Don't talk to me, then I forget What were we like? It's so hazy Look at these people Aren't they eerie? Look at this party Isn't it dreary? I'm so glad I came So Just just look at us Turning gray, still still playing playing games, acting crazy. crazy. Isn't it awful? God, how depressing me. I'm I'm a hundred, hundred. you, you're a blessing. I'm so glad I came. came. What we need is a drink. And then real quick, the last, uh, last thing I wanted to talk about uh, on my, for my trip is I saw, and the show that actually uh, has stuck with me the most beyond Follies, which is just brilliant, um, is I saw a revival of The American Clock, which is an Arthur Miller play from 1980 that ran, I think, 11 performances on Broadway or 12 performances on Broadway and basically disappeared. And director Rachel Chavkin, who's an American director who did the Great Comet and is doing Hadestown on Broadway this spring, Um, worked with the Old Vic, which is a wonderful um, theater uh, in London, uh, to create a new production of it that infuses music into the storytelling. Uh, So the play is like a three-hour, plotless, episodic, impressionistic look at the Great Depression. Uh, It's semi-autobiographical. Miller incorporates a family, a central family that's based off of his own family, but also he, he uh, drew on Studs Terkel's uh, oral history of the Great Depression to interpolate a bunch of other stories from all around the country. So there's a scene in Iowa, there's a scene in Mississippi. Um, and what it creates in, you know, in the end is a really, really searing, emotional, you know, hum- humane, and uh, beautiful portrait of what it was like to live in America during the Great Depression. It didn't get particularly good reviews, which is a shame, but it's such an ambitious and exciting work, and it's so American, which is why it's, it's, it's literally called the American Clock. Uh, so I'm kind of shocked, you know, that, I mean, I'm not shocked, but, you know, it's, it's not shocking to me, rather, that, that a British audience would be a little cool to it. Um, but I think in America, it, it, it really could be something special. Um, paging the Public Theater. Be a perfect that seems like a hard one to come over. Yeah, well, I know. It doesn't but, seem like there's a big audience for that. Yeah, but Rachel Chavkin is really just a, a star in, right now, and uh, her work is fantastic. So, I don't know, but I thought it was thrilling. I thought it was wonderful. I think this might be a good time to actually say that we don't have a guest today. <laughs> 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 wah, wah. Um, so, we are just going to do a quick spring preview. Yeah. Um, Which... There's an Arthur Miller play coming there up. There is an Arthur spring. Miller. What what a um, good segue. Yes. Uh, so uh, let's let's maybe go on to that. What is the Arthur It's All My Sons, right? All my sons. Uh, Rob was very good to do a list all of, them. of what's coming up and yeah. set it to me be because as I say every Week practically. I am a disaster with facts and figures. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty good with facts, but I just, my, my memory is not terrific with these kinds of things. No, you need a list, because there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot, there's a lot yeah. going on. Yeah. So how do you want to tackle this? Let's go categorically. Oh, okay. So you want to start with, so, okay. So we'll just start at the top of your list and work our way down. Let's start at the very beginning. A really good place to start. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess the, the first place to start is um, there's currently a mailer going out oh, uh, right. <laughs> that, that has Rob Russo and Stage Left as one of their pull quotes, mm-hmm. best of the year. Best of the year, that's Yay. correct. And that would be, Rob? What the Constitution Means to Me. Which was your number one show of last year? My number one play of the year, right. yeah. It was number two on my list because Oklahoma was my number one show right. of the year. But yeah. uh, What the Constitution me- uh, Means to Me was number one for plays. Which I never got around seeing, But the well, way. well, now you have a chance. <laughs> And I know. so do all of our listeners for 12 weeks on Broadway this spring. Very exciting. Um, Heidi Schreck's uh, mostly one-woman show, which there's, there's other characters on stage with her. Um, what the Constitution Means to Me is um, a, sort of a late-season replacement at the Helen Hayes Theater. And then it goes Broadway. out around the country, right? I believe so. so. I think so it's going to have... Everyone yeah, has a... Life. Well, maybe we'll yeah. get Heidi on here. Yeah. That would be fantastic. That would be cool. Yeah, she has uh, created just a really, really beautiful personal intimate evening of theater um, that is at the intersection of so much of what is the zeitgeist right now. I have to say I think the thing I'm the most looking forward to is Gary, a sequel to Titus Andronicus yes. which I'm not a huge fan of Titus Andronicus I mean I love anything where everyone dies and the whole stage is soaked it's in blood at the end. Shakespeare's bloodiest, yeah It, it, it is, yes, it's, and it's also just it's very perverted um, Quite the body count and the body count, and there's like a mother eats a son. I mean, there's oh, a lot yeah. of. Or, I can't remember, but it's <laughs> it's nasty. Uh, this is, however, Taylor Mac, the performance artist. I guess would be mm-hmm. the best way to describe Taylor. Um, Nathan Lane, Andrew Martin, and Christine Nelson, and Christine Christy, Nils- Christine 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 Nielsen Nielsen, Nielsen. Um, who is, and Christine Nielsen. <laughs> Uh, who is a fabulous actress. I, I think it's going to be incredible. I don't know if it's going to be everyone's cup of tea, but I think it's going to really... I think it's... No, and I... I think it's going to be sensational. And 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 hats off to the producers of this play, because I think it's exactly right. It's not going to be everyone's cup of tea, and that's exciting to have a play on Broadway that is pushing the limits of, of what people think of as a commercial play in a Broadway house. Um, so I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see it. I'm very excited. And... The last new play to open this spring, I'm embarrassed to say I know nothing about. Ink. Ink. I, I, I honestly, and I didn't bother looking it up because right. I thought I would, I thought I would show my ass in right. front well, of the world. Ass I, has been shown. I don't know what is it. Uh, so ink is a, it's a transfer from London at Manhattan Theater Club, and I believe it's it's a play about R- Rupert Murdoch, oh. and his uh, media, you know, dynasty or conglomerate or whatever phrase you want to use. Um, it's supposed to be quite. Good. Yeah, right. no, it was a huge hit in London um, and sort of a, was a real score for Manhattan Theatre Club to s- slot it in that. their season. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I will say you did skip one play, and I don't know if that was intentional or not, but Hillary and Clinton. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so quite the omission. Wow. Well, that's I was it. leaving it for you. Oh, well, there you go. That's um, that's right. Shit. No, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yes, yeah, that's yeah. Well, this season, this spring, I think the most exciting work is really happening, you know, sort of boundary-pushing um, work is happening in the space of new plays between what the Constitution means to me, Gary, um, and Hillary Ann Clinton, which is a play by Lucas Nath, who uh, a couple seasons ago uh, had written um, A Doll's House Part Two, which was a huge smash. It was my favorite play of that year. I think it's my favorite season. play of the last... Oh, my God. Decade, maybe. Was trying so to think brilliant. of something that comes yeah. close to it. Yeah, no, it was it was ninety minutes of pure riveting brilliance. Yeah, and that was, of course, the writing and the direction by Sam Gold, but also Laurie Metcalf, who was just phenomenal. And of and course, Jane Howdy show. Yeah, I mean, the whole oh, everything about it. And yeah. uh, I want to say I almost said Condoleezza Rice. <laughs> okay, we're cutting that. We have to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Condoleezza Rice. Oops. I'm very tired today. I'm very sorry. I'm 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 half here. Um, and Condola Rashad, yes. who was I thought a uh. revelation because I was not that familiar with her work, and yeah. she was just and Chris Cooper. The whole the whole thing was just a perfect package. Yeah. Um, and so um, he's returning with this play, which actually I believe was written potentially before A Doll's House Part Two. It was written many years ago. I think it. Um, it. And is now getting its um, getting its New York debut, Broadway debut. Um, and it's sort of a, 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 an imaginary account uh, in a in a different galaxy of a woman named Hillary Clinton who's running for president. Um, and she's, it's the eve of the New Hampshire primary, um, and it's modeled off of two thousand and eight and that uh, that election cycle. Um, and it follows you know from my, I, I read the the published version of the play, which you know it was. Again, I think it was produced in like twenty ten or something. Yeah, who knows if it's that's what's gonna. Right, happen. I'm sure it's been updated since because how could it not? It's such a you know, it's such a contemporary. Some stuff piece. has happened. Yeah, <laughs> some stuff has happened exactly, um, but it follows you know the lead up to the New Hampshire primary and this sort of behind the scenes uh, drama. But it's really you know a, a character portrait of of a female politician who's running for president, um, and it's not meant to be specifically Hillary Clinton. And that's what's so interesting about it is that it's you know, borrowing this narrative. What very clearly says in right. the stage direction, right. do not hire actors who look Correct. like or represent these people in any and way. And in shape. fact, Lori Metcalf, who's playing the character of Hillary Clinton in this play, is the first time that a, a white woman is playing. Right. It is, to, to date, it has only been played by black women. Right. Um, so it's a very interesting play. I think it has the potential to be a real... Um, a real fascinating uh, surprise. And Joe Mantello's directing, uh, you know. We just, be. we just talked about Joe, actually. It's gonna be great. Yeah. yeah, very exciting. And it caps a season that really, I think, will be known for its plays. Uh, between The Ferryman and To Kill a Mockingbird, um, it's really been quite a time for plays. It's the season of the play. Yeah. Well, that said, new musicals. New musicals, yes. Well, the first uh, new musical to open this spring is Be More Chill which was a sensation off-Broadway, sold out last summer um, uh, at uh, the Signature Center on 42nd Street. Um, and what's amazing about this show is that it has sort of been willed into production re-existence on the strength of its internet Fan base, um, which is so exciting and, and phenomenal for Broadway to have a show that 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 young people, in particular, specifically young people on the internet, uh, are so so excited about. So it it premiered in 2015, I believe, at um, Two River Theater in uh, New Jersey, Red Bank, New Jersey, I believe, and um, was sort of like a little blip. I think it got you know some middling reviews and. No one really cared about it. And they recorded a cast album, and that cast album went on to become one of the most streamed cast albums ever on, online. Isn't and it more streamed than, like, Dear Evan Hansen, yes. I think? Yeah, I think, I think it's second only to, to Hamilton or something, which is, you know, saying something. It's also the first time Aaron's spoken up about <laughs> any of the shows that we're talking <laughs> about today. Well. And Aaron is... Are you a millennial, technically? Uh, yeah, we're millennials. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we're, we're sure. Age. Yeah. Do you not know? <laughs> I'm not sure what counts and what doesn't. I don't know either. We're the no-labels generation, yeah. so... Well, you're half my age, that I know. <laughs> sure. Yeah, well, you are, that I know. I don't think I'm so. Not, I, you definitely are. I'm not going to give away your age, but you are. Um, do you know how old I am? Uh, you look great if you're actually <laughs> twice my <laughs> age. Aaron's always worried <laughs> about losing his job, <laughs> but he is happy. I love that about Aaron. Um... Yes, so Be More Chill is a new musical And it's loved by young people Michael in the bathroom Michael in the bathroom At a party Forget how long It's been I'm just Michael in the bathroom Michael in the bathroom At a party No, you can't come in i'm waiting it out till it's time to leave and picking at grout as i softly grieve i'm just michael who you don't know michael flying solo michael in the bathroom by himself Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, second show to open. Ain't too proud. Ooh, talk about which is a inside. show I've seen yeah. quite a few times. Yes, that's right. You've, you've you've sort of followed the tour. I have sort of followed. I have definitely followed. <laughs> I have in fact followed the yeah, tour. Yeah. Um. Yes, I'm a big fan. I think it's great. Yeah. So it was in what it was in D.C. and Toronto, With D.C., Los Angeles, and Toronto. Yeah. Prior to Broadway, were the three pre-Broadway stops. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's I you know, but I'm all in for. And I hate the word jukebox musical. We've talked about yeah. this before. Yeah. We did a whole thing about but it. But I'm yeah. all in for one. I have no. I you know what? I want to be entertained. Yeah. Um, Motown is my thing. Yeah. The Temptations oh my are gosh. my thing. Yeah. The Supremes. Mm-hmm. I think. All you have to do is look at my Instagram account to know that I've got a thing for Diana Ross. Yeah. Um. So this is right up my alley. Yeah. And well, uh, I and I also think it's a beautiful production, and I think the music is served beautifully, and I think the book is quite good. Yeah. No. I mean, well, the thing that I'm glad you ended on that note because the thing that really piques my interest in the show beyond the fact that it looks like a lot of fun is that uh, Dominique Morisseau, the playwright, has written the book. Right. Which is an odd choice to write the book of a musical, and yet it works. Beautifully. Right. Well, and, and it's interesting. It's you know picking up on a trend of sort of prestige playwrights getting pulled to write the books for musicals. Lynn Nottage is um, writing the book for the Michael Jackson musical, Don't that Stop she Till does. You Get Enough. I mean, she's a Pulitzer Prize winner? Finalist? Winner? I think she's. I think she has a Pulitzer Prize. Um, so, you know, she's not exactly the the person you would imagine to be writing the book for a Michael Jackson musical, but... Doesn't um, she have a Pulitzer Prize? I'm pretty sure she does for Sweat, right? Didn't win the yeah. Pulitzer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is very exciting. Uh, so yeah, I, I can't wait to see that. Um, speaking of always being in London, last fall I saw the pre-Broadway production of Hadestown, uh, which is the next musical to open yep. this, uh, after uh, Ain't Too Proud on Broadway, um, directed by Rachel Chavkin, who uh, we just talked about. Um, I am very, very excited to see this again. Um, it, I believe premiered at the New York Theatre Workshop back in 2016. It did, and um, has gone through you know some rewrites, some development, um, and is now ready for Broadway. It's um, sort of a not a modern retelling, but it's a, it's the Orpheus and Eurydice tale told using uh, sort of a Southern New Orleans jazz idiom as its music, um, and it's it's quite a stunning production. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm also very excited for Tootsie, which yeah. I have not seen too which we have talked about on this show yes Noah Galvin that's right uh, my husband has seen it mm-hmm. and he loved it it was in Chicago he last saw, he went to Chicago to yeah. see it yeah um, I'm very excited well here's the thing score by David Yazbek is I'm, all I need to hear I'm so in for that to get me you know to the theater yeah I'm a huge fan of his work obviously you know finally won a Tony Award for The Band's Visit um, but from "Dirty Rotten Scoundrels" to "The Full Monty to even women on the verge of a nervous breakdown, which I loved. He should have won for "Dirty Rotten Scoundrels." I forget it won that year, but um, uh, um, the the that Spamalot show won best score. Yeah, I think they did. Really? I think they did. Google oh, it. I'm pretty sure they did. Well, um, yeah. So I'm I'm very very intrigued, very excited. You know, as we as you as we talked about, um, obviously. Tootsie, the 1982. Did you hear the disgust in my voice when I said that Spamalot show? <laughs> <laughs> Just want that not to go yeah. unnoticed. You know, it did win best musical and ran for four years. Uh, it did that uh, <laughs> that little show. I like Monty Python too. Oh, I love Monty Python. Um, Monty Python. Yeah. So Tootsie, I think is I'm I'm very excited. We digress. Um, yeah. No. But uh, and I, anything. I, think... I another person I would see perform anything is Julie Halston. Mm. I, b- yeah. I just adore Julie. Yeah, no, this this should be a very uh, good musical, and I um, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see it though because and what they've done with it. Because my understanding is they have done a lot to the story. Um, because, you know, when it was first announced, the idea of doing Tootsie, in 19, you know, a 1982 film about a man who dresses up as a woman to get work on, in the TV industry, uh, just sort of is a little bit odd of a choice uh, in, in this moment, especially because when it was announced, it had an entire male creative team. And I think that, actually, I don't know if that's changed, but, um, but apparently they've, they've done some, some big rewrites. Um, I think they have. To, to tinker with the story to make it more... Um, of, of today so that should be fun and the last new musical of the season Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice oh, you read my mind Jamie I knew you were going to say it three times did you? <laughs> well I was hoping you would oh and I'm surprised I did, did. I'm surprised I knew that of course I think the oh. only reason I know it is because we saw it in DC a few months that's ago that's right and so Beetlejuice uh, featuring Leslie Kritzer the one and only Leslie Kritzer I am so 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 excited to see her back on stage on Broadway, where she belongs, I, am too. I agree. Um, and to see the and to see what they've done. You know, we 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 talked about this briefly when uh, when we talked about the show with her. Is uh, I, I love seeing a show out of town and then um, and then seeing it on Broadway because it's like a fun little experiment. You get to see you know there's things you like, there's things you didn't like, and then you get to see what what changed. Um, Coming from, from DC to Broadway. She did say that they're, they're doing quite a bit of work. She did right? say they were, yeah, they were changing some stuff. Um, well, so, very exciting. yeah, very exciting. And I, I had a similar personal journey with Mean Girls, which was very you satisfying, did. you know, having seen the pre Broadway to Broadway. So, um, I, I'm very, very, very eager um, to get back and see that show. And I can't wait to see the set again, uh, especially at the Winter Garden, which is, you know, such an amazing theater. I can't wait to see Jill Abramowitz's little moment, <laughs> not right. little moment, she has several yes, great moments yes. throughout the show, oh but she has gosh. one in particular that I don't want to give away, because I don't want to give anything away, but it's, I, I can't remember laughing that hard Yeah, no, uh, That I did that night in the theater. Quite funny. Um, yeah. So, now I guess we go on to revivals. Revivals, yes. This one is already in previews, That's which right. is Kiss Me Kate. hmm which is one of my favorite shows. I know, you've talked about that before. I love that show, I love that score. It's one of the first musicals I fell in love with Mm. as a little gay boy. (laughs) And And it's so brilliant. It is a clever... It's an absolutely brilliant conceit. It's a very clever score, and there's a lot of double entendres in that. I mean, it's a very... Well, it's Cole Porter. I mean, yeah, the king of, or the queen of double entendres. His his lyrics are so gay. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they they really are. (laughs) I'm a maid who would marry and would no longer tarry. She's I'm a maid who would marry, may my hopes not miss She's I'm a maid not to marry and will take double quick any time. <laughs> Death. Oh. So I'm curious. Um, I'm a big Kelly O'Hara fan. I'm a Mm -hmm. big, big, big Will Chase fan. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Um, And I just read that uh, Stuart Pankow is one of the gangsters. Do you know Stuart Pankow? I don't. Am I getting his name right? No. Uh, He's an actor. You'll Mm -hmm. go, oh, him, the guy from... Right, He's like the guy that's in everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. um, Well, this is a Roundabout Theatre Company production at uh, Studio 54, and um, Scott Ellis is directing. He's also directing... Tootsie, so I don't know how it's John he's Panko, keeping his, sorry. his schedule. John Panko? I interrupted okay, you. There you go. Um, um, I, I just had a jolt of caffeine. There you go. Um, <laughs> um, and Warren Carlyle is doing the choreography. I love his work. Yeah, he yeah. last did Hello, Dolly! on Broadway, yeah. which was just brilliant. Which I saw in San Francisco. There you go. That's right. There I there did. Well, that's the reason we don't have a guest this week. Right. right? We were. I was going to yeah. chat with Betty Buckley, and then our yeah. schedules didn't line up. And yeah. well, Anyway. But I'm excited to see Kiss Me, Kate. For me. As we've established, you know, uh, Aaron and I are a little younger than Jamie. Um, I saw the last revival of *Kiss Me, Kate* on Broadway in 1999, and for me, that was a really, really formative experience. It was um, just a landmark, sort of benchmark for for a great revival. And I know I didn't love that. Jamie has opinions on it. I know he didn't love love that revival. I did. Um, Thirteen-year-old me loved it. Yeah. Well, that's. Um, I mean, that's that's okay. Yeah. No, of course. I'll um, allow that. So I'm excited course. to see it again. Yeah. Um, and also Amanda Green, uh, who's the daughter of um, uh, Adolf Green, <laughs> the, the daughter of Betty Compton. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, wrong. Um, has who is, wrote Hands on a Hard Body. You know, she's her own right. uh, claimed writer her own. in her own right. Correct. Um, and uh, she has um, penned some changes right. to the script. To well, the I think script. they've made it a little more... They've taken a slightly more feminist approach to Correct. the material. The there which. is, I believe, in the original version, some some um, butt-slapping. Uh, I'm oh. not saying that right. But uh, you know what I mean? He, he, well, yeah. But that's also... That's the Shakespeare. That's the, that's the show within that's, the show. That's That's, that's right. in that's the Taming Shakespeare. The yeah. In Taming of the Shrew, he puts... Kate mm-hmm. over his lap, and he spanks her. Spank, to... not slap. Yeah. Different. I, I, yeah, I mean, you're like booty slap. <laughs> I know, you got to get like your like slaps you're doing. No, 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 it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a proper spanking. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that actually ends the first act. That's right. So yeah. I don't know if they've changed that. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, and we'll, we'll report that. Yeah, and there's this, we'll she fun. slaps him. There's a, there's, yeah. there's a bit of... A lot physical. of slapping. Speaking of Shakespeare, second big revival... This season. I'm very excited this about The spring season is King Lear. King Lear, yeah. With the one and only Glenda Jackson. It's quite a cast. Oh my gosh. Ruth Wilson, mm-hmm. who is amazing. Um, Jane Howdy Shell, who is amazing. Mm-hmm. And Elizabeth Marvel, who is amazing, amazing. <laughs> playing, what is she playing? Cordelia? I don't know. I think she's playing, yeah. or Goneril. She thinks she's Goneril. Mm-hmm. Um, She's the nasty one. And I just read today Michael Arden, the director, you know, who yeah, did the, I didn't once on this island and spring awakening is who used to be an actor, um, is returning uh, to his acting roots and is in this play as well, directed by Sam Gold. Sam Gold, mm-hmm. very exciting. Yeah, that's um... he. Sam Gold uh, never uh, fails to um, provide a really, really uh, visually stunning. Uh, production. His version of Hamlet at The Public two two years ago blew me away. Absolutely blew me away. And uh, his Glass Menagerie on Broadway with Sally Field Yes, uh, was you with know a, people had opinions, with, yeah. with a capital O, yeah. uh, about that production. But that's exciting. I love a director who takes know, a chance. Exactly. Yeah. So I can't wait to see what he does with King Lear. You know, a four hundred year old play. Gonna have to get out the cliff notes for that one. That's right. <laughs> Do you know what cliff notes are? Of course I know what cliff notes are. Do you know what cliff notes are? Yeah, Aaron? of course. Oh, everyone knows what a cliff note is. Yeah. Oh wow, I mean, I, I've never used cliff notes. It's, right. It's a it's, website, right? Oh God. Are you serious? <laughs> it's with an that? app, right? <laughs> oh fuck both of you. Well you I use SparkNotes when I was in like middle school. Do you remember that? It was a website. Sort of. I think it's the same idea as Cliff Notes, just yeah. online and called SparkNotes. Cliff so Notes go. is yeah. Pretty much how I got through college. <laughs> <laughs> Those little yellow books, right? With yeah, the with the black and... Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, Oh, yeah. That's a cliff note. Yeah. Mm-hmm. okay. You seem to be very familiar with King Lear. I mean, you're dropping character names left and right. Well, you don't know this about me, but I'm a, actually a big Shakespeare fan. Uh-huh. And, and I used to... When I, when I was a West Coast resident mm-hmm. many, many years ago, I would go to the Ashland Shakespeare Festival Ooh. in the summertime, yeah. which mm-hmm. was a big deal for me. And my husband, to this day, will say, okay, explain to me what's happening. Like, whenever we go... To see anything, he's like, tell me what's going on. I always have to brief him. Yeah. Um, it's been a few years. Well, King Lear is, is a weak spot in my Shakespearean yeah. experiences. I've only seen it once. Did you see the, uh, the Ian McKellen? No, I saw Anthony Schur at, um, oh, right. at BAM. Right, right. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago. No, no, it was last year. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was my first King Lear. Um so, Yeah, King Lear's you know. another happy piece of theater. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, uh, that we have that to look forward right. to. Well speaking of happy Yes. Oklahoma exclamation point. Um, the next revival. Doing fine. Um, You're doing fine. It, it, certainly. Um, yeah. Well we just had an Oklahoma show. So we did. I feel like I feel like this is well, covered. listen to our episode with Mary Test and Ali Stroker. Territory, yes. <laughs> um, Speaking of territory. Speaking of territory, uh, but it is, yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, go see it. Get tickets. You know, I said I was going to swear less, and I've said fuck like three times already. Well, I haven't even noticed. I'm so used I, to your I, you sa- mouth. I, I know that. that even well, me. you, I try to be a better person around you. <laughs> But it, I'm not successful. It's, 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 um, so it's about the trying. Uh. So Barbara Rush, the, the actress Barbara Rush, whom probably I don't know five who people is. in yeah. the planet remember. <laughs> so Barbara Rush was a friend of ours years ago, and, and she used to say, I think swearing shows a certain laziness. And you know what? Every so often I hear those words, and I think, ah, oh, fuck her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> can, um, I, can I ask you a question about Oklahoma? You certainly can. Oh, how, hey. like, in terms of, like, for people getting tickets, how big is, is this, like, gonna be the big show this year, do you think? I, I f- think that's a hard question to answer at this point. I think if you look at the t- direct trajectory of the show and you look at mm-hmm. St. Ann's Warehouse and what a huge hit it was there, yeah. I think there's a reasonable assumption. However, as Rob can attest, sometimes when things transfer, they don't it doesn't the magic doesn't continue. Right. I think Be More Chill also has that things that can then contend, contend yeah. right. with right. which is does be more chill I wasn't going to go here but I am does be more chill belong on broadway or should they have stayed off broadway is you know, and say and Oklahoma the same thing. Same question, yep. right? Like it's it's we won't know yeah. until these shows get up and running. Certainly, all indications point to both shows being huge yeah. smash I think successes. Right. Yeah. I but believe Be More Chill is breaking yeah. records at the Lyceum, mm-hmm. and I think Oklahoma is selling very well. I I don't yeah. know this to be a fact, but so yeah, I think it could be huge. It's certainly. What do we have? Two revivals. Two musical revivals. Yeah, right. this spring. Yeah, and that's it. Me, that's Kate. the whole season. Yeah. And you know, the roundabout's kind of a unique thing because the roundabout has a huge subscriber base. Right. So their shows do f- well always, just because they have built an audience. They have, they have right. a huge, huge subscriber base. However, when a show is a big hit there, yeah. it's it, it's you can't get in. Page right? and cabaret. Cabaret, pajama game, I mean, th- th- yeah. that, that, that <laughs> pajama game's an old reference, but I have Kelly O'Hara on the brain. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think, I, I hope so. I mean, yeah. I kind of hope for uh, many reasons. Right. Well, the that. thing to keep in mind is, is, too, that this is a limited run. They're only through Labor Day, um, Oklahoma. Why? Is there something coming in they've, after? I don't know, but they've, they've announced it as a limited engagement. Yeah. Um, so maybe yeah, the of marketing. Tool? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying, get your tickets. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But we'll, we'll we'll get you in there. <laughs> oh no, I'm. I called just just you Eric. No. Who the fuck is Eric? I just that's one I've told most of my friends. Like yeah. in terms of shows that are coming. Even totally. friends who have no interest in theater, I've said. Oklahoma mm-hmm. is one. Mm-hmm. I've heard about through multiple sources of media, whether or not they're interested in theater, and it's the one that I think, and after listening to the music for last week, too, I think yeah. I told you, I was like, this music is, I loved it. It's Richard incredible. Rogers, yeah. he knows what he's doing. He's going to be and, big. And, and he's going to be huge. Yeah. I think it's the... I Up think and coming it's, name. He's on Spotify's rising list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Star to look out for. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think. I think this production mm-hmm. has tapped into everything that works about the show. Oh yeah, and twisted it mm-hmm. to another level, mm-hmm. right? With the bluegrass, bluegrass orchestrations. Yeah. They, I don't want to say the relaxed approach, but it's a very modern take. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we've discussed this countless yeah. times. Yeah. Um, so. What's oh, going? Yeah. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah, cannot wait. Yeah. Um, Burn this. Burn this. That's right. So this is a uh, Lanford Wilson play from, I believe, the nineteen eighties. Um, that is coming to the Hudson Theater um, with uh, Adam Driver and Kerry Russell. Uh, yeah. Two very have you seen Burn This? Very big names. I never have. I saw it with Joan Allen and Lou Liberatore and uh, John Malkovich oh at the Mark God. Taper Forum. Wow. I. I I can't remember if it was pre Broadway or in, in those days. Yeah, right. In, in my time. <laughs> well, it, it premiered on Broadway in 1987. I was six months old. Uh, so you didn't see it? So I didn't see it. I um, wasn't allowed in the theater. Um, but what I was going to say before you Googled that information yeah, yeah. was that in those days, stars of a show would go out and tour, right? So the entire oh, sure. company, like, yeah. so if a play was a hit on Broadway, it would play a year, year mm-hmm. and a half, and then they'd yeah. hit the major cities. Um, so I think that's what that was. Yeah. Well, this is very exciting. Um, you know, Adam Driver is, is quite a phenomenal actor. And I, I said this about Lucas Hedges, and I'll say about him. I think it says a lot about an actor when, fresh off of an Oscar nomination, they choose to come do a play in New York. You love a Lucas Hedges. I do love a you Lucas Hedges. Really, Hedges like you, uh, you can't see this, but <laughs> Rob is blushing. Stop it. You are. It's a, we're in a pink room. It's just <laughs> the color. No, you're blushing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the last show we sort of touched on already, which is All My Sons. That's right. Which is how we got here. Bringing us full circle. Well, that's the, uh, that's the season. That's the spring season. Yeah. Then then we have the Tonys on June 9th, and we start all over again. All over again. Well, you have a take two you wanted to do. Oh, I do. That's right. Thank you, Jamie, for reminding me. So a couple weeks ago, um, in our episode with Jacob Dickey, I did a little feature on the history of the New Amsterdam Theater. And uh, in the course of my research, I relied upon a New York Times article from 1997, when the theater reopened. Uh, And in that article, they said that Disney had signed a 49-year lease with the theater, uh, on the theater. Uh, when, in fact, they had signed a 99-year lease on the theater, so uh, I just wanted to make sure that was on the record. Disney will not be kicked out in 2044. They have another 50 years uh, to use the space. Did you do the math on that? Or: did you... I did the math on: you it. knew it. you I, knew that number. I, think in I did that on the top, off the top of my head. I'm very impressed. <laughs> uh, well, you know, you know or, or whatever the year is. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to make sure I got that on the record because uh, I don't want to offend the mouse. No, God forbid. And I'm shocked that the New York Times got a fact wrong. Could you believe that? And Bruce Weber, who was the theater critic at the time, in the 90s, uh, wrote the article. Um, so uh, uh, I apologize for not um, having three sources behind every fact in my, uh, <laughs> in my little segment, which I guess is like the standard, right? The journalistic standard, you'd have to have three sources. Yeah, resources. I'm a little shocked, too. I'm a little sad and disappointed. right. Am I fired? Am yeah. I on probation? Yeah. Yeah. Fired from the job you do for free? Right, exactly. Um, <laughs> yes, you are, Rob. Um, well, on that note, I think this was this was fun. We, we took a little trip down the future. Down. <laughs> future lane. We're off to see Fiddler on the Roof. We are off to see Fiddler on the Roof. David Gordon, who's a, a, a theater critic um, who I follow on Twitter... Last night, I think you must have seen the show, he tweeted, I always scream, Don't go to Warsaw at Seidel and Model, but they never listen. <laughs> they never listen. You know? It's heartbreaking. You know what I didn't realize is that Julie McGinnis sings the song we put on the show a couple of weeks ago. Um Da 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 Far from the Home I Love. Thank you. Yeah. At the brain just doesn't work. I can't pull this shit up. But that was Julia. You know Julia McGinnis? Do you know who that is? I don't is? know who that is. She no. became, ended up becoming a, a very big um, opera and recording mm. star in the seventies, late 70s yeah. and 80s. Wow. I, that, again, it's Fiddler. Yeah. It's like Bette Midler, right. Julia McGinnis. Austin I mean, Pendleton. Austin Pendleton. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, amazing cast. It's just, uh, it's the show that keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. And once again, we've managed to work it into an episode. <laughs> Yeah, and I'll probably have to put a little more music on there. All right, well, on that note, brilliant. All right, I'll see you soon. Yes. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Fabulous Invalid is a production of O&M Etc. and the Fabulous Invalid LLC. Today's show was edited and engineered by Aaron Kaufman. Find us on social media at Fabulous Invalid. Like us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Be sure to tune in and listen on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you download podcasts. <laughs>